The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. This is the world-famous Jonesy and Brown Show. That is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. Welcome to the show. Remember, you can download this and all your favorite podcasts from us. Go to bitwsports.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at bitwsports, or at, and or at, Jonesy and Brown. Mike Jones... We're undefeated. Mm-hmm. Undefeated football. Mm-hmm. Mike Jones, we've been doing this for a couple of seasons now. We've won a bunch of season openers. And when we've won those season openers, when we come on and do the next show, when we do the show afterwards, I always talk about the fact that we're undefeated. Mm-hmm. I like to revel in overreaction. I believe that's what fans do. I am a fan. So I am feeling good. Our Eagles beat the Lions 38-35. I think there are a couple of ways you can look at that game. And I know you, being the analytical person that you are, you, the fan of nuance, the fan of perspective, the fan of multiple takes and opinions and views, I know you feel some sort of way about that game. So, I'm going to start with the question. Okay. Of all the ways you say, you say there are multiple ways to look at that game. Of all of those different ways... How many of them include being honest? I think they're all honest. I think they're all honest, but I think okay. So how let's much, how much let, let's stick with that. Let's 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 stay honesty, there. Okay. No, let's, let's stay there. Let's, let's, is up for question. But I think no, they're all honest. All right. Let's let's stay there for a second. So okay. Honesty. How how did the defensive front look to you? How did the defensive front look to me? Hmm. I I believe there is cause for concern. Okay. I think I, uh, I will say, if right. you want to start with the that's all I need. That's all I need. Okay. It was a little shaky. That defensive I, I, front was a little shaky. So, honestly, how, how did the secondary make you feel? Not, I, I will say this. Not no, just quick as, reaction. How'd you feel about him? Wasn't as bothered as I was with the defensive front. Okay. How'd you feel about Gannon? Uh, I believe in the one game. In one game, he did not necessarily quell okay. my concerns from last season. 
I did not come into all right. I did not come into this game. I did not finish that game feeling like, all right, you know what? It's going to be all right. All Everything's right. fine. We, we fixed that, it. We're good. All right. That's all I needed to know. All right. Next okay. question. All right. How did you feel about the offensive line? There were some definite protection issues. Okay. There were there that I mean that was pretty glaring. There were way too mm-hmm. many times when you're just seeing guys get to your quarterback just all right unblocked, unabated, un, you know. So next question then. How did you feel about the wide receivers? Well, the one that we just got over. No, no, I said wide receivers, plural, with the S at the end. Receivers. Okay. Look, look. This is the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver that we got over the summer was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And he was good enough in a way where I am not necessarily concerned with the fact that the other wide receivers did not put up big numbers. Where I'm like, okay, if you like AJ Brown had what 155 yards, 10 catches, mm-hmm. 155 yards, was catching it over the middle, was in the slot, was everywhere, catching downfield in the sl- he was he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what? The Heisman Trophy winner from two years ago didn't have a catch. Four targets. Not, you know, I could see why that would bother some somebody. Didn't uh, really bother oh, me. Oh, so how many receptions did – so you just said it. How many receptions did Smith have? Uh, Smith, how many catches did he have? How many catches? He had, he had none. He didn't have any. How many catches did Quez have? Uh, Quez didn't have any. How many catches did Pascal have? One. So, one receiver had a really good game. Yes. The other three receivers combined for one catch. Yeah. One catch. Not that they didn't catch much. They had one catch Mm -hmm. and seven yards. Yes. I ask you again, how did you feel about the wide receivers? Plural. How did I feel about I, I I feel like the answer that I gave has not changed in the sense that you know what after one game because I feel after one game their number one wide receiver was so good that I am not convinced that I am well I should say I am convinced that there will be opportunities to have better games down the line. Okay. If we are in game two, game three, game four, game five, and you are still asking me questions like that, then I will see uh, my answer will change. Okay. But after game one, yes, I believe that Brown was ve- Brown was good enough on Sunday that I am not concerned with the lack of pro- productivity from the other wide receivers in this one game. Okay. And how did you feel about the quarterback? 
I thought thought the quarterback was fine. I thought the quarterback was fine. I believe that yes, there are quite. If you went to look objectively at this game, was it a perfect game? No. Was there cause for concern? We're eight minutes into the show, and you brought up a lot of causes for concern. When you list the causes of concern, the quarterback is not at the top of the list. Oh, I just oh, got I, to. I just got to him last. We haven't decided he's not at the top of the list yet. I've decided he's not. He's not at the top of my list. If he's at the top of your list, we could get into that. We could talk about that. Okay. So, so let me. So, let me, so let's okay, put it this way then. So, with all those other concerns, all those things we have talked about, different positions. Mm-hmm. Let's say hypothetically, Justin Herbert's your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do you put a higher ceiling on this team? You think the t- ceiling is the same? If Justin Herbert's your quarterback, you think this team is a Super Bowl contender? Same scenario, just same, Justin Herbert. Just, uh, everything else is the same. You just swap out quarterbacks on their rookie contracts. Then, uh, no, I don't believe this team is better off with Justin Herbert. You don't believe that team no. is better? No, you, because of everything that you just – everything that you said that set up that question. Mm-hmm. It's still the same. Then no, no. All right. So this is why I got to the quarterback last. Okay. Um, I'm hearing a lot of the quarterback was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way. Why? One, he can't go left. And I mean that from the sense, not just that he doesn't throw as good of a ball when he's moving to his left, which we all already know. What I mean is he generally, genuinely doesn't use the receiver that sets up to his left as well, period. So last year when Devonta Smith was playing the role that A.J. Brown is not playing. He saw a lot more targets, a lot more activity. Mm-hmm. This year, he's moved to the opposite side of the field. I wonder how well Jalen Hurts can use that side of the field that he's playing. Mm-hmm. I I heard reports in training camp that he was throwing to A.J. Brown a lot. Mm-hmm. We got to the game, and he threw to A.J. Brown a lot. Yeah. I want a guy who can spread the ball around. Mm-hmm. There now he'd made some really good throws. He made some really good throws that game. Mm-hmm. Most of them were to AJ Brown. Yep. But there were also some balls that were not so well placed. I think about one to AJ Brown. I believe it was on the left side, as I was just mentioning. Mm-hmm. And the ball is well behind A.J. Brown where he has to reach back to catch it, where if it's placed in front of him, he's probably walking in the end zone with mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a lot of concerns about the quarterback. Because, and then here's the other thing, happy feet, before I get to my why, there mm-hmm. – 
where he's leaving the pocket early and everyone's saying, oh, well, he's being blitzed. They're throwing the house at him. Your better quarterbacks in the league, your, your quarterbacks who are considered Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks, one thing they all generally do well mm-hmm. is see that blitz pre-snap. And I don't, I'm not buying, oh, well, he's he's young. He's got a lot to learn. He's one of the most experienced quarterbacks to come out the draft in a long time. Mm-hmm. He got better coaching at Alabama and Oklahoma than most prospects get coming, coming out of college. He sat his full rookie year. Last year was not his rookie year. It was his first mm-hmm. full year as a starter. He was not a rookie. Mm-hmm. You see guys like Joe Burrow, they pick that stuff up. You don't you don't see teams throwing the house at Joe Burrow blitzing him because he picks it up. He sees it coming. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert sees the blitz coming. We're not just talking about Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and the elite of the elite. These young guys are coming in and being able to do these things too. So we keep saying, you know, give this kid time. How much time are we going to give him? Because in another another year, he's going to be looking for a new contract, Mm -hmm. big money, Mm -hmm. or you're looking to move him out. We need to see real progress from this kid this year. I'm not saying it's impossible, Mm -hmm. but but I'm saying he's there is a lot left to be desired if we're talking about a real playoff winning quarterback. No, I I see what you're saying. I feel like in what I noticed in Sunday's game, what I feel like what happened in Sunday's game was that the offense was able to make some adjustments. As they made some adjustments, there was success. Was it a complete 180? No. Like you raise your you raise the concern about throwing to the left side of the field. I'm not gonna I'm not going to dispute that. Mm-hmm. However, Jalen was able to get whatever he wanted on the right side of the field. And I feel like as now now that defensive coordinators have a little bit of tape now. They have a game's worth of regular season tape on Jalen Hurts. They're going to try to take that right side of the field away from him and force him to throw to the left. And see, here's my, but that's exactly why this is my concern because it's not just something that teams have from the tape this year. And I'm not, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, no, hold on, hear me out, hold on, because all we have to do is go back as far as the last play, the one playoff game from last year where the Bucks sent pressure from his right side, forced him to go left, where he's either got to come back across the field to get to the right side of the field or throw to the left side of the field, and he looked terrible as a passer. Mm -hmm. These are the the things I want to see improvement at. Yeah, I I, I, I understand that. And all I'm saying is – And one game through, I haven't seen it. Yes, because Detroit wasn't uh, wasn't good enough of a team to to make that happen. We're still one game into the season. 
So, yes, I understand. I'm not saying you shouldn't be concerned. I'm not saying your concerns are wrong. But what I'm saying is Detroit wasn't the squad that was going to make that happen. Uh, but what I'm they saying, were- but what I'm saying is, okay, Detroit is sending the house at him flushing to his right because he's not. What I'm asking is, why isn't he picking up that blitz pre-snap? That's, a good that's what I, that's what I'm asking. That's a good question. That's a good question. Real quick, got a comment though. Your boy Bryant said, when he hears "can't go left," all he could think about is from Jonesy in a pickup game when he would when you were checking him. You couldn't two? go left. Bryant couldn't go left. Couldn't go left. Bryant couldn't go left. That's what you're saying. Never saw a shot he didn't like, but he couldn't go left. That's terrible. First of all, one, you would never have a game that well defensively against me. But two, if if you did, I'd never admit it publicly. Like, ever. (laughs) Ever. Oh, man. Ever. Ever. Anyway, (laughs) look. Bro, we got to move on because we got to guess. We got to guess and we got to bring her in here. Now, you know I like to impress you by going into my personal Rolodex of close personal friends. Mm-hmm. This person, technically this person isn't really one of them because I just met this person like this year. I just reached out to them. But I've been a fan of her work. She's got a really dope podcast called the Sports and Stilettos Podcast. Now, I, I, I admit it was the name of the podcast that got me, that, that, that caught my attention. It's good marketing. It is. I heard sports and stilettos. I'm like, all right, let's let's call this up. Let's listen to this. Then I found out she was from Philly. And I'm like, okay, she's two for two. So I wanted to bring her in here so we could talk a little, so we could talk a little sports and get to know her. So, ladies and gentlemen, our guest this week is your host, Breezy, aka Brianna, host of the Sports and Stilettos podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming on the Josie Brown Show. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm in. I'm in mom mode, so I'm sorry. But um, man, it's all yeah, good. Uh, you're good. good. You know? If you gotta, if you gotta mute your mouth, mic to yell at some kids, we don't mind. Even if you, if you know, it's it's all good. <laughs> I, trust me. If you go into our our archives, you will see me. Oh yeah, oh, a lot of that. Yell at, yell at, yeah, you, you yeah. heard me mute the mic and yell at some kids. Sometimes <laughs> I might forget to hit the mute button. Might, sometimes I might think <laughs> I hit the mute button, but I didn't. I understand. I'm not going. I'm not here to judge you on that. But thank you for coming right. on. I, I appreciate it. Of um, course, of course. Where are you from? Where I'm exactly from are you from? What, I'm what from part? West Philly. West Philly. Everybody from West Philly. Everybody we can't. No, listen. When people when people say they're from West Philly, they're either from like right outside of West Philly, Uh or they're from like they're really from West Philly. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a 50-50 shot. I'm I'm from West Philadelphia. From West Philly. Okay. Where'd you go to where'd you go to school? Uh well, I went to school in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. but moved back here, gosh, seven years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But grew up like my grandmother, my entire family lives in West Philly. So summers, weekends, like that's that's where I was. So West Born. Philly girl. Yeah. At what point did the love for sports start? Uh, since I was young. Um, I loved I grew up loving playing basketball. That was that was that was the first one. 
and thought I was going to be, you know, the female version of Allen Iverson. <laughs> that didn't work out too well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, found a new love in football and uh, been hooked ever since. Okay. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite athlete in uh, basketball and uh, football? Brian Dawkins, hands down. No, there to me. Oh, I mean, well, for me personally, there's no comparison. Mm-hmm. Is he the greatest eagle of all time in your in your opinion? Yes. yes. What What is it about B. Doc that drew you to the aggressiveness? Everything nope. that he did, he did it with 150 percent, and it was just lights out every single time he stepped on the field. And that's I, I'm I'm a defensive girl. I love heads on platters every week and. I love asses getting kicked. So, you know, that's mm. <laughs> that's what I like to see. All right. Where do you rank do you rank Dawkins ahead of Palomalu, every safeties like that of that era? Uh well I didn't I didn't watch a lot of them play, but yes, I do. I do rank him up there with with those two great safeties. So yeah, he's definitely, you know. Top five, top three, in there somewhere. Okay, all right. If B Dog is first, who would be second? <sighs> Athlete all time for me, or just mm-hmm. athlete all time? Probably Allen Iverson. To me, nice. same nice. grittiness, same mm-hmm. attitude every single time he stepped on the court. You know that that attitude is what draws me to certain players. I hear you. Now, where were you in 2001 when Sixers are in the final NBA finals? Where were you? I was home watching the games. Mm-hmm. Like when I tell you, like I like I used to get a whiteboard. The, mm-hmm. No lie. I used to get a whiteboard. I used to sit in front of the TV and I used to record their stats. Everything mm-hmm. they did. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, end of the game. Because so you were all the way locked in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. But then I would get clowned at school because I knew what I was talking about. You know, now, people, uh, you know, most, most that, people didn't like that. Was that mostly because you were a woman? It was like, like oh, yeah. this, yeah. this girl this girl thinks she knows sports more mm-hmm. than us. And then yep. you just drop that knowledge. Yep. Same with wrestling. Grew up watching WWF. Ah. You know, <laughs> the Rock, Stone Cold. Those are my guys. See? You know? Grew up doing that on Don't you know at recess, getting she, trouble, the whole the whole shebang. So she's a wrestling fan. She, yeah, she's a yeah. wrestling fan. Jonesy, she's three for three right now. Find out you're giving people the <laughs> people's <laughs> elbow, giving out the people's elbow at lunchtime. Oh, absolutely, why we, absolutely. Why do we not have this woman on this show sooner? That now, <laughs> why did it take this long? She a wrestling fan too. She likes B Dog. She likes Iverson. All right. Outside of the Super Bowl. Because that's everybody. That's that's the most obvious choice. What is your favorite Philly sports memory? Who outside of the Super Bowl? Dang, what is my next one? Okay, could I do? Okay, so it's related to the Super Bowl, but it's not like the actual Super Bowl. Okay, what you got? Okay. So my favorite moment was watching, or no, no, I'll say this. It was Brian Dawkins getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Nice, nice. That's okay. my second favorite mm. 
Philadelphia sports moment, like, hands mm. down. Like, that speech, like, that speech made me cry. Because I was like, wow. Like, there are so many people that can relate to this player on and off the field that it was just, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. All right, so let's talk about your podcast a little bit. Now, how long have you had this podcast? How long have you done it? Uh, this is my fourth season. So Four, I started, okay. gosh, tw- what, 2019? Mm-hmm. 2018? That season, I think. Okay. Okay. Something like that. But yeah, yeah. So what was year. what motivated you to start? Uh, other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were just like, you know, you, 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 you're the person. I'm the person at the party in the corner arguing with the guy who wants to talk about football. Like that's me. Mm-hmm. And, um, every, uh, you know, everywhere I go, go to the bar, go to like anywhere, you know, I hear people talking sports. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just a place that is my, my comfort, you know? So when I started it, I was in undergrad, I was doing online courses and I told myself, Oh, you know, when I graduate, I'll do it. And, you know, I just kept seeing all of these signs like, oh, start a podcast for free. Oh, use this app. Do it for free. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, all right. All right, God, like enough. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. so I just I took a couple of weeks and really tried to figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And just just did it. What were people what were people saying to you when you said, OK, you know, when you finally made a decision, like, all right. I'm going to do this. You know, people are going to, people have been telling, I'm assuming people have told you that, you know, you had a good voice, you had strong opinions, like you're a natural at this. You can do this. So when you finally did it, what were people saying to you? They were like, oh my God, I didn't think that it was going to be like this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, they're like, you know, I really like your perspective on the game. And, um, you know, I guess the way that I, that I explained certain things and the things that I looked at was, was very appealing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it was overall a very good, uh, good welcome to start off. Okay. So let, let's be honest about something. So in sports talk, Philly, as well as kind of nationally, it's mostly a lighter, lighter hue than the three of us. Mm-hmm. And it's largely male dominated. Yep. What kind of challenges have you had to deal with in while get, producing your podcast and getting into this field? Every challenge that you could possibly think of. <laughs> you know, the first one, obviously, being a woman. You know, women don't know sports. I don't want nobody. I don't want a girl telling me how to look at a game. I don't want a girl explaining it to me how, uh, you know, so-and-so is going to play and I'm also into sports betting. So, you know, there was, there was that challenge. I don't want a girl telling me what to put my, what what to put my money on, but if you're losing and I'm giving you a winner, then what are you complaining for? (laughs) Like the purpose is to make money. Mm -hmm. So I do my research. I have a process that I, that I utilize every week. So, you know, and it's not like I'm not betting the same thing. You You know, you gotta hate yourself. If, yeah. if you're making, if, if this woman is telling you how to make money and you're <laughs> making money. Nah, I don't want to make that money. Not, right. Not, you don't, you don't want to use my pick, but the yeah, I don't want to, yeah. uh, they, they lose. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, 
there's there's always those those guys that are like, I don't want a woman telling me anything about a sport that she hasn't played. But women in this industry are starting to take over, and there's not a lot of people that like it. They're not, but I, I, I well, one, let me ask you a question because I, I think Jonesy and I we kind of roll in, in a, a circle of creators, uh, journalists, and we we talk to them. We're in a couple of couple of group chats, mm-hmm. and I feel like. A lot of times, especially with especially with black women, there's a need to protect, but not necessarily be overbearing. Right. Like you see, you see it, and you know, and and you you know when it's obvious the the lane they're trying to go down when yeah. they're trying to discredit you because you're a black woman, whether it's because you didn't play the game or you don't have the mm. experience and you kind of want to jump in and say, Hey, you know, back off without making it seem like you need, you need me right. <laughs> to, to do it for you. Like, like how hard is that? Like, like for you, what, what do you need? Well, for me, like I'm, there's a lot that I can handle. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. There's, I, I I don't take no BS. I don't like if you're, if you're going to discredit me, then I need, you need to bring receipts Mm -hmm. because if you, if you try to pull some, some wool over my eyes or something like that, like I'm gonna blow you out the water and it's, it's that simple and then you'll get blocked and then you'll be talking to yourself. (laughs) So there's a lot of guys, especially with. Um, you know, within the Eagles, Eagles Twitter, whatever yep. you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, and then as well as gambling Twitter that know me personally, that will step in if they feel like things are getting a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of these people are very well respected in in these communities, so it you know it gives me a sense of comfort knowing that if things get out of hand. You know, I have people that will step in, but nine times out of ten, you got it, it doesn't it doesn't get that far. Yeah. See, jo- Jonesy knows, and I, and I, I've I've said this before. I, I for a long time, and I'm I'm trying to get better at this. I'm, <laughs> I am, I am a, a purveyor of the smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. This is crazy. Okay. I, 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 I like to get into it with people. So it like for me for a long time, you come at somebody that I know, then I gotta come at you. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and that's how and, and I'm 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 getting better at this because I, I, I was that person who would go hours on end arguing <laughs> with somebody on Twitter <laughs> who doesn't have a profile picture. And it's just, yeah. you know, I, I that that was me. I I I admit that. I'm and I'm getting better at it. But I, I feel like I had to to tune it back because sometimes that's not what people ask for. And and, and Jonesy went Jonesy would be the person to text me while he sees me on Twitter. Oh God. <laughs> like getting into it with he'll just like, bro, what are you doing? It's, it's not worth it's not worth the energy. It's it's not yeah, and most of the time it's not. It's really not. Because you know you're arguing with somebody who either has a player as their profile picture or they mm-hmm. don't have a profile picture, and they're just on there to just rile people up 
Yeah, they're using that anonymity to say whatever random foolishness they they can think of, the stuff they would never have any inkling of saying to people in person right. because of the ridicule they'd be subject to. But all, being online, being anonymous lets them, you know. They, they, they do it for people like me. Mm-hmm. I, fall, I, I fall for it every time. You know, I'd be the one to get into it back and forth. And look, man, my picture is my picture. You see me. So, you know, if you arguing with me, right. you arguing with the guy in, you know, that, that's me. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm getting better at it. I, I, I'm trying. And, and let's be honest. How many of the people you're arguing with really even actually understand what they're talking about? None of them. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> Oh right. my goodness! But but so so let me let me ask you what so you've had your platform now for a couple of years. You said you've been doing this now for about four four seasons. What has been the biggest benefit to having this platform that you have, being able to establish your voice in this city, in this uh, in this market, and now you know with with the growth, just basically like you know anywhere you want to go. What has been the biggest benefit? Uh, the networking. I have met some absolutely amazing, amazing people in these last few years. And a lot of them are people that I I would have never thought I would have that would give me the time of day, honestly. But, you know, when when you get comfortable doing something, mm-hmm. it just it attracts other people. And 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 that's really what I ride on, you know, networking and just being comfortable in my skin and, and, and talking sports. Like that's, that's me. You know, you see me out at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You ask me how the, how, what I think about the Eagles, you're going to get a sports answer. You're going to get that answer. Like there's no, there's no place that I will not talk sports. And I love that about me. No, we, 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 we like it too. <laughs> we, we we like it too. That's why I, I have to make sure that I'm listening to the Sports and Stilettos podcast with your host Breezy every week. Yes. Now, sir. now you talked a little bit about sports betting. You touched on that a couple of minutes ago. What made you decide to incorporate that into your show? Well, I started sports betting, gosh, 2016, and I was betting on college football. Had no idea what I was doing. No idea. It was it was absolutely terrible. I was losing money. It mm-hmm. was just it was just bad because I was listening to other people. So you know, for beginners, make sure you have somebody who is actually putting in the work and not just saying, "Oh, my guy said to play this." No, that's that's not how. That's yeah, not everybody's how. got a guy. Everybody's got yeah. a hunch. Yeah. So, but almost no. none of them have research. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but I started getting in touch with an, uh, with a few other people, um, picking their brains. And, you know, once I figured out, you know, what kind of worked for me, it was like, you know, I might as well just talk about it because it's sports related. It's something that I do. I, I, I spend my hard earned money on it. You know, I still work mm-hmm. full time. So this is, you know, my podcast is not my sole focus. So, you know, I work full time. It's my hard, hard earned money. It's not sponsored by anybody like nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I lose a bet that I put 50 bucks on, like that's $50 out of my pocket too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I, I and I love college football. I watch mm-hmm. 
football so, from Thursday to Monday, and people get cursed out if they call me while the game is on. It's <laughs> as simple as that. I have, I literally have a do not disturb focus group for when football is on. So are you only this, this batting? Is, this is four for four. She look, she's batting a thousand right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's batting a thousand. This has been like the perfect guess right now. So sticking with this betting thing, though, are you only betting football? Or are you getting to other sports, baseball, basketball? I just started betting baseball this summer, mm -hmm. which is not How's easy. that been? Oh, not been, at all. It's horrible. It is <laughs> not, worst. not easy at all. It is the worst sport to bet on in the history of sports betting. Like, <laughs> it is bad. And I learned that you should not bet every day on baseball. Mm-hmm. It's not worth mm -hmm. it. Um, basketball, I learned a lot about researching and um and things to look at, trends, things like that during mm -hmm. the NBA season last year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do bet on basketball as well. Um, but I watch more football than anything else. What would you have? What would you say to someone like like a beginner? I'm 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 gonna be real with you. I, I I would be that beginner because I just had this thing about losing money that just really it hurts my soul and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of it. I I don't like like if I was just getting into it, how how would you help me? I need that I need that good peer pressure. But, so if you're just getting into sports betting, I would say the the best thing to do is to, I guess, have an income for sports betting, mm. like something completely separate than like, you know, your account that you pay your bills with, like almost like a savings account strictly mm. for mm. depositing into a sports book. Because what I found out over the years is that a lot of people will like bet the house on something. And when they lose, they're devastated because they just lost everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, why would like, why, why would you, would you do that? that? Yeah. You um, know, nobody told you to bet the house. You know, that was your choice. Um, mm -hmm. There's something called bankroll management mm -hmm. that I learned as well. And that's pretty much like only betting what you're okay with losing. Mm -hmm. So right now, like my bankroll management, like the most, the most that I will put on something, if I feel Super, super confident in it is $50. That is the absolute most that I will put on something. Any other play that I run, it's like 15 bucks or less. Okay. So, so it's like. You got to know what you're comfortable with. Yeah. You have to be comfortable with losing because it you're not mm -hmm. always going to win. It's gambling. You know, mm -hmm. you're relying on mm -hmm. other people to win for you. And these athletes are human as well. You know, you can't predict injury. You can't predict blowouts. You can't, you know, you can't predict any of these things that happen during games. So you have to be comfortable with losing a certain amount of money when you place your bet. How angry are you when you lose? If you um, lose? I used to get really frustrated. Uh, like, I'm like, F this whole team. Like, I'm done. You know, like, it's it's over. Hmm. Um, I I got okay with losing. When I, it's terrible. I put out a Miles Sanders parlay. Mm -hmm. I think it was last last season, mm -hmm. and it was a game that he got. He eventually got hurt in, and I I was dragged. Like I'm not even. I was dragged through 
whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. for a couple of days after that bet lost. Um, cause I put, I put like 25 bucks on it, you know, my money, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't tell it. I just said, this is what I like mm-hmm. bet responsibly. You know, and you look, you see, right. Yeah, that, that's me right there. Losing 25 bucks. You see me on my live full soggy face <laughs> crying. I lose $25. I, I, and and I, I'd be cursing too. I, I, I understand. Yeah, but again, it goes back to bankroll management. You have to be comfortable with no. your bet losing if it does. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I, I just don't like losing. But <laughs> I don't. Mean, I, and it seems so exciting. Like, you, uh, no, you, if you, you, if you, you hear me, people. if you hear me about about me betting, I knew I was gonna win. If if I don't know I'm gonna win, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna sit it out. This is see here. Here's the rub. Because I follow, I follow Breezy. Also, mm-hmm. shout out to my man Javon Alford. Shout out to shout out to Aton Shander. You know, those, those, y'all are three people I know. Three people I, I, I follow. Three three people I honestly consider myself friends with. I, I know. Well, you know, Breezy. I know I just met you. I know this this is really outside of you know. Uh, uh, DMs and inboxes. This is the first time we've really, you know, had a conversation. But right. I've, I, I have followed you for a minute, mm-hmm. so y'all be having so much fun talking about the bets when y'all hit. And I'm, and I'm on the outside looking in. I'm like, yo, they, they doing all right. But see, listen, and this, that's what gets people in trouble, though. That's what mm-hmm. gets people. They see all of these winning tickets. They see all of these. Yeah. You bet three hundred dollars, you're hitting for four grand. And that's not an everyday thing. And I don't think that's what a lot of people understand. You have to lose in mm. order to win. Like it's mm. winning is not every day. I could go. I could. I think there was a time I, I hit on every bet that I placed for like four or five days straight. It's right? a nice little run. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Hey. I made I made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But then I went ice cold for two weeks. I lost at every bet that I placed, I lost. First of all, and I'm like, I don't even like, why is God punishing me? Like, <laughs> I thought I was a winner. Like, what is what is this? What, let me let, let me win four thousand dollars. Right. I'm reti- I'm retiring from social media. You'll <laughs> never see me again. Yeah, right. No, well, you, well, when you see me again, and you know I spent the four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But you know, while I have the money in my hand, oh yeah, I'm 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 out. I'm I'm retired. Right. Uh, do you go to do you go to like casinos or anything? You mess with casinos, or you just do sports betting? Uh, I I don't go to casinos. I went to live casino actually not too long ago. I think what is uh maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. two and a half weeks ago. It was the first time I was been I've been in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a beautiful casino. Um, I don't know how to play cards, or I don't know how to like do blackjack or like anything like that. So I kind of stay away from those, but. You know, I'll play like yeah. the penny slot machines or something yeah. like that. Josie, what about Josie? What about you? You a, you a casino guy? Nah, not. Okay. The I, only I, the I, only good thing about going to the casino is while you play, you drink for free. Yeah, that is that true. Is true. That is so. true. That is true too. Now, I, 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 although it's I, not really free. Uh, that, listen, that as long as you're good. as long as you're playing, as long as they're bringing it to you while you're I'm still giving them money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah. giving them money. 
I'll admit I'm I'm a Fugazi uh casino guy. I'm my my wife is more of a casino person than me because mm-hmm. once again, I don't like to lose money. Right. So I'm the type of person as soon as I hit on anything, I'm ready to stop. I'm like, all right, let's let's That's let's go. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, as soon as I hit, like, oh whoa, I just won fifteen dollars. I've been here twenty minutes. Casino trip over. Let's go get the car. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god. And, but, oh man. But but nonetheless, I mean, it, but it, it's still it's still that mentality, you know. Yeah. Just being being afraid to being afraid to lose, but one day I'll get I'll do it. I'll do it. But look, let's uh-huh. let's let's talk a little. Let's talk about the game itself. We're one and zero. We're undefeated. Where where yeah. do you st- yes? Where where do you stand? I'm excited because I got an undefeated football team. I was just here last you know last <laughs> season. I, I I I feel good. I feel good. And I said this during the off season. Um, even after, you know, once we got AJ Brown, once we made all of these moves, I was like, you know, there's something about this season that feels special to me. Can't explain it. It just, it's just, it just feels like it's going to be a good season. Um, one of the biggest things I think going into the season that a lot of people don't realize is with Jalen Hurts, it's the first season that he's had stability since he was in high school. Since then, he's had different coordinators, different coaches, changed schools, different ski, all, all kinds of stuff. This is the first mm-hmm. time that he has been second year, same everything, just added another wide receiver. And I think that speaks volumes to what this season is going to be like for him. Mm-hmm. So I feel good being 1-0. Too many points for me, you know, coming from Detroit, but, you know, whatever, win is a win. So where would you put your confidence level going into week two? Going into week two, I would say my confidence level is probably at an eight. Eight. So you expect to beat Minnesota? Yes. No fear of Justin Jefferson? No. I like it. I like see. So so casual. Because great players can still lose. Absolutely. You know, I, the, I I take nothing away from Jeff, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He is an amazing player. He is. Mm-hmm. You you can't take that away from him. But as a team, That's I think so we can beat them, and I and I have no fears on that. Even with and 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 this might be a bigger factor than Justin Jefferson, but how? Are you more concerned with the Jalen Rager revenge game scenario? Jalen Rager has vowed to come in and have and take revenge because you know he feels wronged by the Eagles after how after his triumphant career here. He he had so much success here. Now he's vowed revenge. Is Rager even getting on the field? Probably not. He's been there for 35 seconds. Like, I highly doubt they're going to put him on the field because if they do, he's going to get routed. So it doesn't even matter. But I think it would be a mistake to put Jalen Rager on the field in Philadelphia. It, it would it would it would be detrimental. I It's like I, I heard that statement. And it was hilarious to me. It Like revenge for what? Like he 
Yeah, like, what do you want revenge for? You what, played what, bad what you, here. We didn't. We did nothing. We did nothing. You have revenge for a team who kept putting you out on the field, even though you played like crap. They kept mm-hmm. giving you chances. They in court. They they rearranged the offense to make sure that you got the ball. But you want right. revenge against us because we traded you? No. He, he came to a situation. When he came to the Eagles, he came to a team desperate for a change at the wide receiver position. Yeah. He, he was part predate- of that, that track team that they that they yeah. got that year. This is this is the first round draft pick who predated the Heisman Trophy winner. Who predated the the, the best receiver in in for the Titans. So he was there. It's not like, you know, like the opportunities weren't there. Right. Mm-hmm. So for him, you know, that whole thing, that was probably the funniest thing I saw about this game uh, today. And then I saw, then Breezy and I saw your tweet. That's why I had to make sure I threw that in there. Because <laughs> yeah. Because it's, stu- it's, it's, to me, it's dumb and it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're trying, you're trying to, to create something that's not there. Like you want revenge? Like I really want to know. You want revenge for what? This organization gave you every opportunity to thrive, and you didn't. It's a business at the end of the day. If you're not contributing to the the winnings of this organization, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. It's so that simple. I, I want to backtrack a little bit because we we moved on kind of quickly. Um. What you saw from Jalen Hurts last week, does that give you the impression that we're going to see the improvements this season that we heard all that we heard he was making all offseason? Yes. Yes. I think I think he has again, it comes with being comfortable. And I think adding AJ Brown to this offense makes him even more comfortable with throwing the ball. And I think that's what a lot of people wanted to see. They wanted to see that passer in him. Mm-hmm. And they wanted the deep balls. I mean, you you saw this man throw. He had, what, 250 yards passing, something like that. 54-yard bomb to A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that window was, like, this big. Oh, that was so, a perfectly placed ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that speaks to how comfortable he is in this offense now. Now you can trust the people that you're throwing to that they're going to catch the ball. They're going to be where they need to be, and they're good. And they're and they're going to catch him. So I think that answers the question, buddy. It does topic. answer the question? Jalen Hurts for MVP. You heard you heard it here first. And- Might as well throw a couple bucks on it. Why not? Let's see. <laughs> I'll be honest. You, you all sound a little bit more confident than in him as a passer than I am. I mean, wow. look, he he still has he. It's it's something that he has to improve on. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got drafted here, it, accuracy was something that I mm-hmm. noticed that he lacked a little bit, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see him progress and improve in that. And I think that again, it comes back to being comfortable where you are. And who you're throwing to. You know, the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in football, if not the best. Mm-hmm. So 
you're a passer behind that line, you know, you know that you'll have time to get the ball down the field or get the ball to where it needs to go. And I think each week he's going to improve on that. I just feel like at the very at the very least, Jalen Hurts played well enough to keep looking at him. Yeah. You know, oh. they're, 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 I mean, we're not going to bench him for Gardner no. Minshew. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's, 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 that's not ridiculous. <laughs> It's not going to happen. The only way Garden Renshu is going to see the field is if we're blowing a team out and we're up 45 to three in the fourth quarter. That's the only way Gardner Renshu is going to see the field this season. Jonesy, I had a coworker tell me, and, and I thought of you when, when this happened because of something that you always say. I had a coworker tell me they were on the train after the game and there were people talking about the way, you know, because Hurts ran so much and his decision to run so much, maybe it's time to start looking at Gardner Minshew. And I told I told this coworker under no uncertain terms, because you, I want you to hear me. I want you to listen to me. Those people are idiots. And what and what do you say about fans? What do you say about most fans? Well, I shouldn't say most fans. What do you say about certain fans? I say fans are idiots all the time. Fans are idiots. That's what that is. And it's I nothing feel- nothing personal, but that desire to support your team can sometimes overwhelm logic. Yeah. And from from many fans who use most fans who use sports as an escape, it's very easy to want to fall into that escapism where you where you ignore logic you suspend belief and just mm-hmm. you know go for it and, but yeah and i get because i'm like i said i have questions we we all have the question about whether or not Hertz's style of play can win until someone wins playing that way but gardner Minshew has all the arm strength problems Jalen Hurts has. Plus, he doesn't have the other skill sets Hurts does have. Hmm. So what are we really talking about? He's he's an NFL backup. He's not the answer. Gar- we, look, that's just that that's just narrative. And I, I feel like there's all this is the this is the city that will always want the backup quarterback now, in the game. Now you know? I will I will admit last season there was a game that Gardner Minshew started. Mm-hmm. And I was curious to see not what Minshew looked like, because I knew Minshew wasn't the guy. I was curious to see what Sirianni's offense looked like when he played with a quarterback who plays under center. Mm-hmm. Like what the play calling looked like when he had a guy who played under center. That was what I, and there was no thoughts of Minshew being the guy, but just th- those little nuances, like, because Hertz tends to play more pistol or shotgun. Does the play calling change with a guy under center? That was what I wanted to see. But at no point did we did we ever discuss Gardner Minshew being like a viable starter long term. This city will but, there's gonna be there are gonna be fans in the city that always want the backup quarterback in. Absolutely. No, matter who the back, no matter who the backup quarterback is. And the fact that the backup quarterback in this city won a Super Bowl and is now you know, has a stat has has a a, a statue downtown. Mm-hmm. 
that just you know that that just pretty much validates that that way of thinking. But nonetheless, we are still this is still week one going into week two. And Breezy, I come I, I circle this back to you. What do you need to see? Building on what we what we saw uh game one, what do you need to see from Jalen Hurts and this offense? I need well, one, I need them to start a little faster. You know, uh, you know, you would think that the first drive of the game is is scripted plays that they can just go up tempo and 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 score. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Eagles offense started off a little bit slow. Um, but you know, they made the adjustments, they they got the ball rolling and and you know, it was kind of off to the races after that. But I need faster starts than than what I saw last week. Um on the <laughs> Well, we'll we'll talk about the defense a little bit later because no, let's talk about the, it now. Let's let's let's, let's go. I mean, because you, you you saw just like thirty five points to the Lions. Yeah, the fact that Jared Goff even had rushing yards like that irritated me. I like I I there's certain players that you just don't want to see run because they look weird. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff is one of those players to me. <laughs> Like you should never see him run for a first down. Like it's just it's weird because it doesn't happen that often. Mm. And the fact that it happened against our defense, like I was annoyed. And then all of these yards given up to the running backs and players missing tackles. Like there should have been more tackles for a loss than what we actually saw. Well, if you're thinking about the running game, it was an interesting stat I heard. As JB, you'll be my witness on this. What was it? October-ish, November-ish last year. Mm-hmm. I started telling you there was a player I wanted the Eagles to draft. One Jordan Davis. And so when we got him, I was quite excited. That is true. That is true. You and you had your eyes on Davis early. You, I will. Yes. And what what was interesting was that when he was on the field, they gave up. I believe it was two point nine yards per carry to the Lions. Yep. When he was off the field, it was about ten yards per carry to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And after the game, Gannon says he didn't see any correlation between the Lions' effectiveness running the ball and Jordan Davis being on the field. How yeah, do you Gannon feel about Gannon? He's an okay, idiot. There we go. He's an <laughs> idiot. There's a lot of things that I feel like if he just didn't talk, like it, it, everything would be fine. But he, when he starts talking, he gets himself in trouble. Mm-hmm. And. There's a- there's a reason why coaches don't let their coordinators speak. Right. Keep their coordinators from uh, media availability. And, yeah. And the reason is Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. You know, we saw, you know, uh, gosh, I can't even think of his name now. Our ex-defensive coordinator. He only talked. Jim like, Schwartz. Yeah. He only talked like once every two weeks. And, mm-hmm. and that worked for me because mm-hmm. I don't want to hear your explanation on why so-and-so didn't play why you know the defense was different because this person was in the game and this person wasn't i don't want to hear it just make the adjustments fix the problem i don't need you to explain to me i saw it 
So when Jonathan Gannon gets on the mic and he starts talking about how he didn't uh, he didn't see the correlation between getting two yards a uh two yards per attempt to a first down every attempt. No, now you got to have your head coach come out to clarify what you said. And I don't think like no, no, Jonathan Gannon is an idiot. <laughs> He's an idiot. And if this defense doesn't thrive the way that they can, because now he has the players where he has an open playbook, he can do whatever he wants with this defense. Mm. And he chooses to not have the first round draft pick in the game more to stuff the run. I don't under like, I don't get it. Of five defensive tackles on the roster that were active, he played the fifth most snaps. No, I need him up. I need him like second or third. I need him like second or third. And so Cox, Hargraves, and Davis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's why not. You draft people. You draft people in the first round of play. Right. You know. In fact, like to me, the only time you're talking about. A first round draft pick not necessarily playing right off the bat is maybe a quarterback if your team already has a quarterback in tow. Maybe. But any other position player, you unless there's just a bona fide absolute stud ahead of you. And at this point in time, that guy's not on the Eagles roster. I that's that's what I need to see. So that being said, so, not Sunday, Monday, Monday night, Monday night football. What are your expectations for the game? Well, obviously, I want them to put up, you know, 30, 40 points. You know, I think it's doable. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have to stay consistent. The defense can't get gassed in the second quarter. Your offense needs to start fast and stay fast because you know that that can gas. An opposing team's defense. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen, you know. So I need up tempo. I need the running backs to be used tremendously. Mm-hmm. You know, I need Hurts to stay upright. That offensive line has to protect him. And you know, I need, I need, I need just everything to be on point. There's not, there's not a lot of games where all three phases of the game are on point. But that's what I need on Monday night. That being that being said, all right, predictions. I'll start with you, Jonesy. What, what are you saying for Monday? Can can I go last? <laughs> no. How you want us to go last when I just asked you first? Because because I want to go last. Oh God! <laughs> all right. What did I say last week? Because I was wrong. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's normal. <laughs> that's why you don't bet. You always roll. Oh, geez. Well, that that is true too. I do call a lot for a guy with his own for a guy with his own podcast. I am I am I am wrong a lot, but you know, but it it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I like the number twenty seven. Once again, I, I'll go twenty seven twenty four Eagles. All right, I will go 
35, 17 equals. And, and I wanted to go last because I'm not picking the Eagles. What? I want the Eagles to win. Uh-huh. But what I saw from Gannon's defense last week and what I saw from the Vikings offense last week, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the game that forces Gannon to look himself in the mirror and make some adjustments or lose his job. Because I think he's going to his scheme, his lack of aggression is going to get exposed this week, letting Kirk Cousins get too comfortable in the pocket mm-hmm. and you give up too many points. I can I see this one. 38-27 Minnesota. So you trust uh, primetime Kirk Cousins? No. Or you just have no faith in the defense? I have no faith in Gannon to call a good defensive <laughs> game. I think this is the game that's going to force him to become more more aggressive. He's going to have to do some things. Because he, he doesn't bring extra pressure ever. That is right. true. Like, Ever. I mean, whether and it's what did just you, what did you bring Hassan Reddick here for? It, it, my point exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have to use these guys in a way that maximizes their abil- abilities. Mm-hmm. And the same way last season, there was a stretch where Fletcher Cox had to go to him and tell him, I don't like the way I'm being used before we start to see some things change i think there's going funny i'm not gonna lie i i laughed i laughed <laughs> when fletcher cox is like i'm 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 not here to chase running backs in a bubble screen like yeah, exactly. i'm here to sack the quarterback exactly <laughs> and i i think this might be the game this season that forces gannon to reevaluate some stuff and how he's using some some players better get, so better get it out the way early exactly better, better do it now week two and hopefully Ride that wave to the end of the season. Thirty-eight twenty. That that's that's painful, man. You should have went first. You should have just let it. <laughs> right. <I don't> <laughs> why go last? Exactly. Why you choose to go last and let that be how we end the season? And <laughs> whatever. Brianna, aka Breezy. How can people reach you? You can follow me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can follow me on Instagram at sports and stilettos podcast. And you can find the show on Apple podcast, Google podcast, or um, Spotify. Okay. When's your next show coming out? When do you, when do you release your next show? Should be tomorrow. Okay. Should <laughs> new, new show. Should. It should be tomorrow, but you know, but hey, life happens. Okay. Life I, happens. I it's still Friday. Yeah. So hopefully tomorrow. All right. Well, we be we'll be looking forward to it whenever it comes Look, out. Look, Breezy, gonna get your money it. right. Breezy, gonna get your money right. All right, you listen to her. You listen to what's. You'll, you'll be all right. I might, yeah. See me. See me about college football on Saturday. See. See me about all that. Right. Yeah. We, that might happen. I might have to get you know get some coins up. Try and figure this out. <laughs> and by I, I say all this, and then I hit you guys up on Monday. I ain't make no bets. <laughs> I, 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 I did. I, I looked at it though. I, you know, it, it is what it is. Whatever. Brianna, aka Breezy from the Sports and Stilettos Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for thank having you. me. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. All right, we're gonna have to have you back sometime. All right. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Once again, that was Breezy, a.k.a. Priyada. Sports and stilettos, man. That's good mm. stuff, bro. 
3827. I should hang up on you, bro. I, I, I really should, man. Go ahead. Show's over. Show, show is over. Either way. <laughs> hey, look, man. Once again, you can find us wherever you download your podcast. Just go to bitwsports.com or you can hit us up social media at bitw sports or at and Brown. My name is Brown. That's Mike Jones. Final thoughts? Um, no. I don't feel good about this game this week. I don't. Look, we'll see. We'll see how you're feeling next. I mean, week. it's not the whole season. We got. I mean, there's some stuff that has to be cleaned up. I expect the team to get better as the year goes. I just don't think this is going to be the week for us. All right. Well, we'll see next week. We'll see where our mood is next week. Maybe one of us is convinced. Maybe both of us are ready to uh, jump off the bandwagon. We'll see. Either way, thank you for joining us for the Jonesy and Brown podcast. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace, y'all. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.